0: we mm. Welcome to Future Talent Hub, the podcast focusing on the graduate talent acquisition industry in Australia. My name is Sarah Payne and joining me is my co-host, Rowan Holland, and we are excited to bring you our first episode um, focusing on navigating remote internships. And for this episode, we've been lucky to interview COO of a growing tech firm called Psychic, uh, Shona Robson. He's going to talk to us about how they successfully onboarded and engaged their interns fully remote. This year, and we'll hear some lessons learnt um, and potentially what they might do differently next year. So, let's hear more from Shona. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, great. So, we've got a few questions for you. Um, So, could you first of all just tell us a bit about yourself and the Psychic business, please?
2: Sure. So, uh, as you mentioned, um, my name is Shona, and I'm the Chief Information Officer at Psychic, which um, basically sort of means I'm responsible for um, a bit of everything in the business, but I mostly focus on um, our technical delivery. Uh, strategy and operations and um, customer success type initiatives. Um, And I guess our intern wing as well, um, which is a a recent addition. Uh, So Psychic is a smart city and IoT or Internet of Things technology provider. And we focus on solving problems primarily within the local government space. Um, These initiatives really, they often relate to improving like the efficiency and sustainability and livability of the places we live through the use of digital technologies. So it has a really great impact on the environment um, and our, and our residents, which I, I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, great. Excellent. So can you tell us about your um, and Psychic's journey with hiring interns for your business? So just a bit about sort of when you've done it, for how long you've done it, sort of how many you've tended to take um, and, you know, why you recruit them?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so we actually have a bit of a collection. Um, so I've worked with ReadyGrad for a few few years now. Um, it kind of just feels like ReadyGrad's part of our family. Um, we have, and because we're an IT company, I guess we, we're very used to um, working with people across multiple disciplines, but, but IT predominantly. So uh, we have interns across development, um, like business analytics, project management, networking, those sorts of sort of areas. Um, however, in the past, we've also had some students come through from finance, marketing and like graphical and UI design areas as well, which is um, interesting and, and makes it a bit of fun as well. Um, I think in the, in the early days, we we started out with just a few interns at a time, like just a handful, maybe five or six. Um, but but thanks to COVID and the shift to remote management, we've actually been able to take on many more at a time. A few months ago, we hit a, a record, I think we had about 35 or 36 at a time. So that was um, yeah, pretty, pretty groundbreaking stuff, I think, in the in- intern world for a small company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we do want to get to that and explore that a bit further with you. So hold that thought. Um, So could you tell us maybe what led you to go down this path? In other words, you know, to hire interns on scale. You mentioned COVID, which we want to sort of touch on specifically. But what what sort of led you to go down, let's call it, the intern sort of path um, for your business?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I heard about it in concept from a friend who'd actually taken on some interns previously, and I just thought it was a cool idea. And the more I thought about it, um, you know, it, it seemed seem to get better so um from from my own experience now I actually think it's a really fantastic initiative for some businesses um also because it allows for extra staff um for overflow especially during like peak periods when permanent staff take leave and those sorts of things um, and I thought you know give it a go and, and what's the worst that can happen um, is kind of the approach that I took um, and it actually turned out to be a really huge success so I haven't looked back since um, yep. I think really for us it's and, and also for, for anybody else who's considering this, it's a really good um, try before you buy type initiative, so to speak, um, because you get to test out, you know, the person's ability and identify um, any areas of concern or um, any areas in terms of company culture that might not be a fit and those sorts of things. So for us in particular, culture is of huge importance. So we definitely want to make sure that each and every person is a good fit for us and also that we are a good fit for them. And because you don't normally get to do that um, in, in the workforce um it's just a fantastic way to mitigate any potential issues before you're actually locked into that that permanent contract with a person and it obviously becomes a lot more difficult to manage in terms of you know performance management and those sorts of things down the track so um it, it just opens up a lot more doors and a lot more understanding i guess um for, for everyone so it's definitely something i think it's worth
1: exploring yeah try before you buy i like it that's a good uh, good phrase So do you see or do the business see these interns as future graduate employees and how have you managed that sort of that more conversion process to date so far?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think some of them have fantastic potential. So um, I've actually hired a number of them directly and there have also been some who I've managed to refer to other companies in my network, um, which has also been fantastic. And, And the reason for that is maybe we weren't hiring at the time or... Um, that the discipline that they were in is not something that we really needed, um, but I actually knew someone in my network who, who did, so, you know, that's a really good opportunity. Um, but I think at the other end of the scale, and it's it's really something that I would really like to flag here, um, I guess also for the interns, if we have any interns or potential interns listening, um, we've had a few interns who, who don't seem to take the opportunity seriously. Um, so they just make the minimum effort and they just turn up because they have to, and it sort of just seems like they're doing it because they have to be there whether that's to pass university or to, you know, complete their professional year or however that works. Um, and I just think it's a real shame because the internship for them is also sort of like an extended job interview. Um, so they, they really have an opportunity to spend three months with us and get to know us, but also really impress us, work extra hard um, and make themselves seem valuable so that we would actually want to keep them. Um, and and one of the things I always say to the interns in, in the interviews is that, I mean, it's in an attempt to get them to recognise the chance that they're, that they're being given. And while I make no promises, I always try to actually hire people based on the business need. So, you know, if we've got an opportunity by the end of their internship and they've done the right thing, um, absolutely uh, would, would prefer to hire them, um, you know, then go externally. Um, and even if I can't, as I mentioned before, my network and the rest of my leadership team's network are very extensive in the IT industry, so we're more than happy to to put in a good word for those who show potential um, which obviously we would not be willing to do for, for those that just can't be bothered. Um, so I think it, it's yeah, kind of important to flag here that the students, you know, it, it's a massive investment from the host companies. And I think people um, the, the interns probably don't realize. And I think that's also something that um, a lot of other host companies have got you know, in the back of their minds and is possibly the reason why they're not actually already taking interns on because they think it's, you know, it's a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. Yeah, it is. Like I'll be honest, it is both financially and, and time-wise, um, you know, from a, human resources perspective it does take a lot of time but if you get it right and the interns get it right it can be so rewarding for both the company and the interns um, and i think that's that's really a positive thing to to focus on there and and you know you need to to work with the interns to to make sure that you know they're getting everything that they want and and they're contributing to the company in, in a manner that makes it worth worth your while as well
1: yeah yeah great yeah really good insight um, it's excellent so how How then do you prepare and set up your interns for success in your business?
2: Yeah, um, I like to set the expectations nice and early. So in the interview process, I make sure they understand um, a bit about the company, um, you know, as a trading operational perspective, but also really about the company culture and our expectations around communication and respect and those sorts of things. Um, And then when they actually start with us, they go through an onboarding activity through our online learning course. Which we built specifically for them, um, where they they learn all about the systems that we use and the types of skills they will develop throughout the course of their internship, um, but also our expectations just in a bit bit more further detail because it's a little bit more relevant at that point. Um, so we have we have developed a course specifically based around professional communication, and and I think that's the the really big selling point for us because. Um, obviously with with most of the interns that are international students, and that also often from very different places. So I think at the moment, or at one point we had like 13 or 14 different countries represented just from our interns, not even our permanent staff. And so obviously that brings different challenges in terms of language and all those sorts of things. Um, and so having the, the online course that they can learn about communication, um, it just means that we're all speaking the same language, um, and, and I think it's, it you know, sets the expectations and, and teaches people that way that everybody in the company does things the same way. Um, everyone has to meet the same expectations. You know, there's no different treatment based on your, your culture, or your identity or your gender, or um, very specifically for your role either. So it, it, I guess it unifies everybody. Um, and, and we found that that's the best way to ensure that everyone, um, interns and permanent staff alike, have the same understanding of our processes and ex- expectations. And, and then everybody moves in the same direction and it just makes it a lot easier to to work with people then.
0: Yeah. Um, so
2: I also think that you know it's it's really important to flag that we we put a lot of effort into making sure that the interns have a safe environment to learn. Because um, you know we understand that people don't necessarily know when they finish uni what they what they want to be when they grow up. Um, I mean I'm thirty and I'm not entirely certain I know what I want to be when I grow up. So. Mm. How do, you, how do you actually expect somebody else who's just finished to know that? So it's really important to provide an environment where they can learn and grow and actually um, understand themselves and their goals as they, as they develop, not, you know, come, come to you with everything they want and then just say, teach me. Um, yeah. So we put everybody into like a project team based on their discipline. Um, whether that's, you know, as I said, software development or or business analytics or whatever. Um, and they work through an internal project, so something that the company is focusing on internally so that they get to understand a project lifecycle and all of the steps that involves. And then we ensure that everybody in in each team is involved in, in the early stages of the project, regardless of which role they would normally complete, um, because it really gives them that opportunity to understand the end-to-end process and how it works, not just their part. And I think this is a really... Um, a big disconnection between university and when you start start working is that you focus on one thing um and you know you think you're really good at that one thing and you get into the workforce and you realize that that one thing is a really tiny tiny part of the bigger picture and you have absolutely no idea how the bigger picture actually fits together um the, the analogy i like to use is doing like an, an all black puzzle with no like pictures because how do you know which black piece connects to the other black piece so it's it's a bit tricky but we we like to provide that information um, and that experience to them so that they all learn, you know, this role does this and this role does this and this role does this, but they have the skills and the experience and actually work through that um, foundation together, I guess, and they really get to see um, everything that they learned in study and what actually happens in the real world to to minimise that, um, yeah, disconnect for them.
1: Yeah, excellent. Really good insights. I like the I like the black puzzle too. That's, uh, that's a good analogy. Really good. Um, so in this, obviously, we're in this COVID-19, you know, environment, uh, not just in Australia, but around the world at the moment. Um, and you've had to pivot to this remote internship model. So can you just tell us how, how it works?
2: Yeah, so um, basically, you know, as you said, due to COVID, we've been able to take on um, interns from, from all around the country rather than just in, in a particular location, um, because we don't have, have to worry about the requirements of the physical space. So we have offices in three different states across Australia, but all of our interns at the moment are operating virtually out of our Melbourne office. Uh, So that's where all of our executives are um, and, you know, our most senior staff who are able to provide the best possible experience for the interns. Um, And I think, you know, obviously remote working has become a major shift for companies all around the world. And it's especially tricky with such junior staff. And it's really important to focus on this, I think, because... Um, people will find it quite confronting um, as executives. I mean, it, it's quite time consuming to, to manage um, how everybody else is going um, because, you know, these guys don't have any work experience, which is, you know, a challenge in itself. But then the first time that they're actually working as a part of a team or a, or a company, it's at home by themselves. So there's a whole different level of responsibility that we have over their mental health and their well-being, and the fact that they actually feel connected. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the trickiest thing. Um, But I think we've adapted pretty well. So all of our meetings, like everybody else's, are taking place on on Zoom or Microsoft Teams, um, which gets a little bit draining, I think, for most people because you you feel like you're spending a lot of your time talking at the screen um, and it's all around work. You don't really get that um, personal sort of conversation. So we implemented like a twice-daily one-on-one social call situation. So basically we have like a roster and you just work your way through different members of the team just to have a a social chat and the purpose really is to mimic the type of interaction you'd get in an office so if you went to make a coffee or a tea or have some lunch or you were just going for a walk or whatever um you know you'd run into people just haphazardly and it's one of those things that um we're trying to to really replicate as best we can in the virtual world so that the guys actually do get that break and they do get to actually learn and grow and meet people and you know form relationships and all those sorts of things that they definitely are missing out on not being in the office Um, And we also do like a daily wrap-up meeting and the sole purpose of this is really that the guys just get to know each other better And have a bit of a laugh like we have four questions every day and they're different questions a different person hosts it every day Um, And they're always ridiculous and the answers are even more ridiculous, but you know It's a really positive way to end the day. Everyone's always laughing for half an hour Um, And it's just you know combining that with the social cause we've seen such a shift in morale over the past couple of months um, which is just so important right now because you know everyone's facing the same challenge um, and, and so many people are doing it alone and especially these guys who are from overseas that don't have family and don't have a huge um, network of friends here and, and even if they do um, you know most of our interns who are actually based within Melbourne like, like myself are suffering the effects of stage four lockdown so we can't leave the house we can't go and hang out with our friends and and that's hard enough you know as, as an Australian native but but for someone who doesn't actually have a network here, it must be really challenging. So what we're really trying to do is, is mitigate that as much as possible um, by having that environment where the guys can, you know, muck around, have a joke and, and get to know people.
1: Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so there was, you sort of shared some things that you're doing that are working well. So are there any other specific tips that you would give employers who may be considering remote internships?
2: Yeah, look, there's probably a lot. And I honestly don't know that you have the time for for my really long list today. But I think, um, you know, the the basic things are people really need to focus on on mental health right now. And it's not just for interns, but it's for for everybody. And so if you don't have um, the right attitude towards, you know, how people are going and you don't have the resources to actually dedicate um, or the interest even in dedicating the time to making sure that your staff feel supported and feel needed, um, you know, then an internship's not for you. I think that's, that's the fundamental thing here because we're not looking, I imagine as a ready grad, is not looking for, for companies who are going to take on interns um, just to improve their own output. Um, but it's really about providing that learning experience for the students. But if you're not actually going to to be able to support them through that learning, um, now is definitely not the right time. But for people who have got the right attitude, for people who who get that that bigger picture, um, it's, it's such a rewarding thing and it's, it's so awesome to see um, even, you know, during COVID, how people ha- are growing, how people are changing. People are coming out of their shells more because they're involved in the in the social cause and, you know, people are volunteering to run the meetings that we have at the end of the day because we provide that that safe environment. So I think that that's the major focus of, of all the information I could give you. I honestly believe that that is, you know, the best piece of information is just to create that safe, social, um, happy, cultured environment where people actually feel comfortable to be themselves, um you know, because everyone's different, people people like different things, um, people have different skills um, and you need to find a way to actually make make everybody feel comfortable to show and share those.
1: Yeah, great. Um, and, and just a final sort of more structured question for you. Um, just in wrapping all of that up, um, anything that you've sort of learnt along the way through what's been a fairly, you know, significant journey around, you know, bigger volumes of interns coming to business and remote and everything else, What would you or what are you planning to change or implement for the future?
2: Um, I don't know that there's anything sort of right now that I'm looking to change for the future, but a recent change that I actually made was um, we've recently implemented a new skills assessment um, as a part of the onboarding process for new interns. So what that actually aims to do is assess their current competency and knowledge of their own discipline. Um, for no reason other than to allow us to better plan which project that they're best suited to, um, you know, which of our staff that they're best likely to you know, work with well and get the best results from and those sorts of things. Um, and it means that we're, we're able to put the guys into a project at the right level for them, so we're not sending really, really junior people into um, a slightly more complicated project or you know, people who actually have a fair amount of working experience back in their home countries into a really basic project. So it really enables us to, to get to know the guys um, you know, from that technical level, I suppose, um, and make sure that we can provide the best possible outcome um, for them um, to, to learn and grow and further develop. Or if they're looking to, to grow into a, a role where they maybe teach other people, um, you know, we, we won't know their capability until we actually learn about it. And previously we'd sort of done that get-to-know-you thing, um, you know, over the first two or three weeks and really understand where people are at. Um, but we found that that actually obviously hampered the progress of projects for that, that first period And so now we we like to do that through a quiz, um, in, in different topics over, um, you know, the first day or two of onboarding so that we really then from the get go can put people in the right areas with the right people and, and they can get moving. So I think that's been a really valuable, um, learning experience for us. And, and we've definitely seen the improvements since we've implemented that over, that was probably about a month ago. And since then it's, um, yeah, it's been really awesome to see the change.
1: Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, we really appreciate your time with this. It's um, some really great insights and um, sort of learnings that you've managed to do and, and been quite bold and adventurous with your strategy as a business. So um, it's great. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sort of wrap wrap the more formal sort of questions up with you?
2: Um, no, I don't think so. I just think maybe just you know, to people who are considering um, whether or not internships are right for them um, as a company, I think it's worthwhile. Like you've got nothing to lose at the end of the day. If it doesn't work out, you, you've just lost three months of, you know, whatever you were doing anyway. You're still getting the outcomes you wanted, but um, you've just decided that it's, it's maybe not for you and that's okay. Um, but, you know, there's there's so much to gain and it's really, really rewarding to see how much, how much the interns change from the, the very beginning of their internships to to like almost fully formed um, people that are ready to go into the workforce by the end of that three month period. Um, And to even contribute like a part of that is is definitely something, you know, that's worthwhile Um, because it makes you feel really good. Um, It makes you feel like you're doing something right. And you're inspiring the next generation to, to actually want to, you know, go into IT or go into whichever industry and, and feel comfortable and confident knowing that if they are applying for a job, you know that you've contributed to the way that they will present themselves and they'll do their work and all those sorts of things. Also, I think it's it's important to, to focus a little bit on um, what the commitment actually looks like for a host company. Um, so, you know, the terms of the internships or the timing and how it sort of works. So um, there's a few different options, but some of the interns that we've got are on a fixed term, like three month um, contract, I guess, an internship. Um, so they would work. Um, either three or four days, um, the same three or four days every week for a period of three months. Uh, there are others that come from specific universities that have to do 10 weeks and it's on, on very specific days. Um, but I think that the important part is really that you can actually be quite flexible with this. Um, so as long as you meet the minimum requirements, you can choose the days that suit you best or the times that suit you best. Um, and there seems to be a, an endless supply of, of interns over you know different periods throughout the year. So you're not s- fixed into um a specific time frame that you know may or may not work for you um so you can i guess yeah just just fit it into however best works for yourself and your business is is probably worth worth remembering
0: So Shona, to uh, tie up the session today, we are going to fire uh, a couple of questions at you, what we call the three in three. So it's three quick fire questions that we're keen for you to to just throw a couple of answers in uh, three words or less. So firstly, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself as a student or graduate?
2: Find a mentor.
0: Great. That's, that's brilliant. Totally agree. Um, and second question, what do you consider the most important attribute for someone starting their career now? Um, hard work pays. Yeah. Perfect. And if you hadn't become uh, a CIO, so in your current role, uh, what do you think you would have been? Um, helicopter pilot, or, or maybe a podcast
2: guest after today. I'm, I'm not <laughs>
0: <sure>. <laughs> helicopter pilot. I love it. That 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 was my answer to that as well. We we did this for our pilot episode, and and um, yeah, I, I I would have loved to have been a pilot too. So there you go. Awesome. So um, Shona, thanks so much for your time today. That's been really insightful. Um, we've got some great um, points out of there, and um, you know, really looking forward to sharing this with our audience. So thanks again.
2: Yeah, awesome, and thanks for having me.
0: So some great insights from Shona at Psychic. Um, they are obviously a firm that is really um, getting some success from their engaging interns um, annually and it's great to see that they're increasing their internship numbers as well. So a couple of key takeaways for me um, and you know for organizations perhaps you are um, you haven't engaged interns before and looking to set up a program or you are at the stage where you're hiring your um, interns or summer vacations, vacation as I should say. Um, I think the you know one of the points was around the number of options available to companies in Australia to engage undergraduate students for their programs so really you know do your research Um, Think creatively, look at the context, your organisation and what what might work well, and then explore those options. Speak to the universities, speak to networks to find out what you could do. Um, The other point was around, you know, just the the time commitment um, from a business to engage interns and make sure that you're getting the most out of the program. It's so important to really put time into uh, the preparation, planning and onboarding of those students so that you do get the most out of it. And the students have a great experience as well. Um, And thirdly, just for any student who has been successful in obtaining an internship with an organisation like Psychic, you heard from Shona that unfortunately some students aren't really putting as much effort in as they should. And I think, um, you know, really, if you've got that opportunity, it's important to appreciate the time commitment that companies are putting into the program and make sure that you give 110% to that opportunity. Um, That's probably the main points for me. Rowan, what did you take away from that, that uh, you wanted to sum up?
1: Yeah, really well summarized, Sarah. I'd agree with all of of that. And some, obviously just the way that um, Shona and her company are kind of thinking about this space and, you know, being quite innovative with with what they do. Um, Just one other sort of more anecdotal part that that Shona shared was I really liked her concept of uh, the whole of person and not just a degree. In other words, you know, looking at the breadth of the person and especially in times we're in at the moment with, um, you know, where there needs to be great support mechanisms and, you know, it's not just a degree with technical skills coming to work. It's a, a whole of person bringing their whole self. So, um, and just the support that goes around that or is required for it to go around that, um, I thought was really powerful. So, yeah, um, it was a, a great conversation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the big point around... The remote uh, support, so um, I think it 's great that psychic are prioritizing mental health and well being uh, for their employees working remotely and making sure that that 's a focus for them each and every day so that 's it for our uh, episode on navigating remote internships. Um, please subscribe to our future podcast episodes we 've got some great uh, clients lined up. Um, as well. And uh, we would love to hear, uh, connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, if you do have any questions about Psychic's program, want to know a bit more, um, then certainly reach out to Ron and I. We're both on LinkedIn and, and certainly happy to, to uh, for you to join our network.